scaring him jason we can't hear you jason you can't hear me at all now now i can hear you yes the thing is going crazy i don't know what it is it's going crazy today you're on the other side i'm on this side like thrawn's in the background now i don't know what's happening but anyways i'm jason we're making star wars.net and um we are talking about star wars today because the videos didn't want to play right but good thing this isn't a video show i mean we're video but the rest isn't video it's mostly a podcast kind of but anyways uh yeah so today um up front we're going to talk about some of what the rumors of what we think is the ending of the star wars ahsoka series and how that goes a lot of the stuff has been um kind of hinted around and talked about in the more recent stuff so this is sort of like the kind of the end of those rumors if you will and um that kind of jazz and um yeah nerd mafia thank you for the super chat 499 super chat says ahsoka's climax is this nc17 no it's the climax to the to the series to the series yes <laughs> yes <laughs> thank you thank you nerd mafia no jason it's mandopause oh, it's mandopause oh, you know what mandopause. I'm saying? We'll put a little pause little pause on that little little like 40s you put a little oh like 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 getting the vapors like hot flashes and stuff oh yeah she gets she gets uh musta vapors you know what i'm saying it ends with her going ah i'm so 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 hot can we turn on the air conditioner (laughs) ain't she Mm. all right here's here's the article (laughs) getting crazy crazy. yeah that's how it goes all right so this this is the article that i wrote on makingstarwars.net and um whoa everything's going crazy today so yeah so the the real article is called rumors the star wars is like a climactic season ending and then here's the video you're watching so make sure you subscribe to the video and all that jazz okay as it's good and before we get into it this is the important one important thing save the cat the official cat of the making star wars show mohawk seen below he needs our help he had some uh real big medical issues this week and uh, it's pretty expensive. And um, so down here is a link to the GoFundMe if you want to help Max out. It's Max's cat who's on the show a lot, one of our co-hosts. And um, so, yeah, if you want to help this this guy Mohawk out, he's a little punk rocker. He comes on the show. He talks sometimes on the show. You can hear him. So anyways, uh, yeah, it's appreciated. And if you can't, we understand because times are tough. So anyways, here's the rumor. This article is about what i have heard was filmed for what i believe to be the final episode of the first season of ahsoka the moment in question has to do with what my sources believe to be the final sequence from the series obviously the series isn't done and the show isn't edited yet so take it as the closing of the villain's character arc from the sound of things star wars ahsoka is essentially going to be the empire strikes back of the mando era this information is still trickling in but the big beats have now been confirmed by multiple sources who acknowledge what I've heard is essentially the story. So if you are not into spoilers, what are you even doing here? That's what I said. And uh, yeah, and ju- just to be clear, because of the the uh, stupid, like, it wasn't really that big of a deal. But like yesterday, you know, like I wrote about stuff from what I believe to be the, the, the finales of uh, Mandalorian. 
And so I write this article, and I'm like, yeah, like the mythosaur is there. The mythosaur, it, it wakes up. Uh, the mythosaur wakes up. Uh, Bo-Katan is like going to become like the, their like leader. She's uniting the clans. It's going to be great. Like, you know, I'm talking about like all of this stuff. That's like in that I like say that in the the, the the things I've written, and then people remember things how they want to. Hey, none of that's happening. Like it's like, did you see a mythosaur wake up? Is Bo-Katan, you know, uniting the clans? Has the has the finale aired yet? And so on. Yeah, you know. Santa, Santa Claus talking sh talking shit. So, anyways, yeah, it's one Talk. of those things. Like we're in these articles, you could just like you know, you could write your armor up all you want, but you can't necessarily beat people who misremember. You can't beat the people who um, misunderstand, or the people who are just too lazy to read the article and let somebody on Reddit tell them about what I said, half-assed. And then, so it's better if you, you let me read you the article or you read it yourself. Like a like a. Well, what's great, Jason is is you actually write all this stuff down as opposed to just say it. So mm -hmm. when someone says, you said this, you go, no, here's the article dated. That's when I actually wrote this shit down. Like, like, no. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not a, he said, she said, they said, it's fucking like uh, October 21st, 2022, blah, 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 blah. That's what I wrote. Dipshit. Mm -hmm. like, like, there it is. Yeah. And and that's that is like the other thing. It's like on the show, I always try to like give like a little bit of extra. But what I put on in writing is precisely what I intended to say if I if I'm not writing like shit. It's the writing, record. Yeah, it's it's the it's the record. And like on here, like like for instance, did we ever speculate that the clan leader that we're gonna see it might be Doc Brown? Yeah, we did. But we didn't say it was Doc Brown in the article. Because if I had it was Doc Brown, that would have been a, an article, like, for sure. Or you know what I mean? Or if I had the role, which I never I never had who he was. Um, in the end, it was Big Red Button Loser, number one. And by the way, there have been other old crusty guys in the Mando series. <laughs> Werner Herzog was, like, in the first or second episode. <laughs> well, this is in season an three. Guy. And, and like, like I said. But I'm like, just saying, like, we've had, yeah. we've had old crusty guys before. It ain't like... You just saw one, you know, aging Christopher Lloyd. Like, there's an old crusty guy, you right. shameful bastard. You know, leave him alone. Well, because so, like, <laughs> so, no, because because I, I I I spoke to people who who were who were on the uh, the shoot, and and they all said of the same version form of that same thing. There's two two kind of leader oldish guys. One guy's old crusty guy or old crusty guy, whatever. And it was so it was like uh, so I put that in there, and people were like. Oh, that was already supposed to have happened. Like, no, it was. I always said this was like from like the finale. Like, for instance, I didn't think we were going to get anything that I've talked about, like the Mythosaur, IG 11. I didn't think we were going to get any of that stuff until the end. Like, anything about it whatsoever. I thought that was all going to come at the very end because that's where I knew it came in. And you know how, uh, how Favreau writes. Usually it's like, I have an idea and then it's there. <laughs> it's just like, is he just like does it right then. There's not like like a lot of lead up to a lot of the shit so far. So with that said, um, I have prefaced the article. Shit happens. All right. The first thing I ever reported on the Making Star Wars show, and this is something I reported on this show uh, about Star Wars Ahsoka, was they were building the ghost cockpit for the series. I couldn't help but think about that as I heard the, the ending. The show is more than a Star Wars Rebels sequel. I have a little typo, but for Rebels fans... I don't think they could ask for more. In recent reports, I have laid out how the Night Sister Morgan Elspeth is building something, a huge vessel most likely, 
to bring Thrawn back from an unknown place beyond the Outer Rim. This place, this witch will take a fallen Jedi, Balon, and his apprentice, Shin, with her. The first four episodes are about New Republic stuff with Ahsoka and Sabine. The final four episodes are about trying to save Thrawn and Ezra. The first big point I want to address is I am hearing the good guys fail in the first season of Star Wars Ahsoka. To the best of my knowledge, this means while on the mission to rescue Ezra Bridger, Ahsoka and Sabine inherit a secondary mission to stop Grand Admiral Thrawn and his cronies from returning to the core of the galaxy. Thrawn does return at the end, at what I believe is the climax of the eighth and final episode of the season. The second big point is a huge moment where Thrawn exits his ship Gantry, I think, back from the unknown region, with his forces all laid out before him like a badass. Thrawn takes in the moment, looks at his allies, including the powerful Night Sisters, fallen Jedi, storm stormtroopers held together by magic, and his gold-faced bodyguard Enoch. I don't know what his dialogue is verbatim, but the source but sources have said Thrawn revels in the moment. His vision has been realized, and he promises a reckoning is coming. We then know there's going to be hell to pay, and that's the end. This is how I think the first season of Star Wars Ahsoka ends based on the information I have at the moment. Thrawn is ready to take on a faltering New Republic and take back the galaxy. Most likely, the allies who sprung him from the far reaches of space have been a part of a power play he had cooking for years. Simply put, the good guys felt to stop the bad guys. The bad guys return with an array of evil allies. Bad guys are going to make good they make the good guys pay for their complacency. Dun, dun, dun. So, I had a lot of typos in this article. Uh, the general consensus was Stormcrow, the code for Ahsoka, was, was multiple seasons while shooting. It would seem likely that this story will pick up in the second season of the series. However, I cannot help but consider how Sabine returns to the core with Mandalore in a much different situation than when she left it last. Will she be the one to bring the Mandalorians into the fight? And then we are not totally sure when the second season is slated to film or if the powers that be are waiting to see how the series does. But these bad guys returning affect the situation, or will these bad guys uh, returning affect the situation on Skeleton Crew? Are they out there as, as far as Thrawn or just in the path of his return in the aftermath? Will they cross paths at all? These are all the questions that I have. And there's like a lot of possibilities that are fun here. So that's that's what is, I think, going to happen. The, they, they are going to try to save Ezra and their bad guys are trying to save Thrawn. They're going to end up fighting in that weird place. But Thrawn does does make it back. And he makes it back with all of his forces. And um, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna end with like a like the oh shit moment of they're screwed. Like the galaxy is is gonna get rushed and uh, and it's not gonna end well. So what in terms of just like a plot thing, I've always been afraid that Thrawn wouldn't live up to the villain that you can get in a novel where you're able to like get inside of his head and hear what he's thinking and all that kind of shit, you know. And um, in this this show, at least, I don't know if we do for sure or not, but I know that it at the end when he comes with these tools to attack the Republic, you know that it you he will at least be effective in that, like, you know, 
he has the weapons. He has the uh, tools that, you know, will challenge the, the heroes that we know exist in the moment. So, yeah. What are you thinking, Rob? What are you thinking? <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying to be positive. John Favreau didn't write it. That's true. That's that's why I'm I'm 60-40 positive. How about that? 60-40? Mm-hmm. I think after a good trailer could get me up to 70-30, right? Okay. Like, I think the thing that gives me the most hope is the Filoni episode with Ahsoka and Michael Bean and uh, Elsbeth, whatever her name is. Yeah. Yeah, I thought all that was really good. You know, like, right. there were, especially it was the non-speaking parts when he allowed, like, just when they, even like when they're fighting and they pause, you know, and like, it's the, that pacing I thought was excellent. And I think with someone like Thrawn, if you can't write um, a really like intelligent character, which is not easy to do. Very few people can like yeah. write characters that appear intelligent, then mm-hmm. have them speak less and let the actor portray intelligence and i think you know if lars mickelson is the one lars mickelson i get all the lars mickelson is the one yeah yeah i get the mickelsons and the scars guards all fucking mixed up like right (laughs) leah 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 mickelson leah thompson mickelson scars guard and when she plays a throne i think that you know that cat he can he can portray intelligence with just sitting there in a room so that's that is the the hope that they'll cover that end you know Right. Um, I just hope that when it's got to fall apart for Thrawn at some point, right? Because obviously the First Order shows up. It's when that falls apart eventually that I'm like, man, I hope they isn't like a bumblefuck. You know what I mean? It's a legit trap. You know, like I do like, I do like how like when um to to make an analogy to Breaking Bad when when Gustav Fring, you know, gets blown up by Hector Salamanca. Like spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think Fring's an idiot? Like he got, right. you know what I mean? His ego got the best of him in a situation, you know, like, like, like it's a mm-hmm. legitimate trap. And so that there is a way to do that, you know, and not make the villain appear like this idiot shouldn't have died. He should have been the best ever. Like it can, cause it's kind of fall apart for Thrawn at some point. Right. Like, well, of course, of course. I mean, yeah, we, we know he doesn't like become the emperor of the galaxy and stuff like that, but I mean, we don't really know to what extent and how far this will go and we don't know what what's going to get in the way when and when it happens like we could have this could be a five-year-long war and if it is for instance if that's how it went in this instance um that's still like longer than the clone wars clone wars were three years and look at like the amount of content that was like literally generated from that one idea and so unrealistically so not not in terms of the of the series no not in terms of the series but i mean but um the the thing about uh where we're going uh the big question that i have is for instance like i know that there's the the, those red praetorian looking mandos i know that there's those first order looking sort of visored stormtroopers that serve gideon all of these are with gideon and so so gideon is going to kind of be the I don't know. He's definitely absorbed in the first order in some way. I don't know how, to what extent, but he is in some way. Right. But like I saw Mig speculating today that like 
Snoke is going to come at the end. I think she's even like implying is, but I don't. I have no idea if Snoke is going to come at the end. I kind of of Mando. I kind of doubt he's going to come at become be in Mando at all this season personally. Um, but if Snoke was to show up, then that would radically change what we think is going to how this is going to play out in the in this series as the, as it moves on. Then we, then things change now. What does that mean? Does that mean that if there's going to be Imperials fighting Imperials, does it mean that they're going to merge up? Are they all on the same page? Like there's all of these different kinds of like things that that will come well, into the show at some point. Ben Solo hasn't even been born yet, right? No, is no, he, he's he's he... like five. He's like five years old right now. He's five. So I mean, how long was Snoke running around before Ben got turned? Well, the uh, thing about it is the Snoke clones, like the project has been around. We don't know exactly when it began and and it's uh and it's and it's and and it's yeah and it's palpatine doing Uh, it so you could you could literally have the snoke clone show up at the last minute and palpatine's been playing the the, with this you know putting the voices in his head of snoke the whole time stuff like that it's it's possible or just saying lying saying he's snoke like how the um how pazuzu you know says he's what what does pazuzu say his name is an exorcist captain jack or something captain handy i can't remember something like that but um in the in the exorcist it has like a like a real cute name like i'm captain applejack and it's like but i'm really pazuzu bitch you know so haven't haven't <laughs> watched the exorcist since 1999 so <laughs> yeah i'll take your word for it yeah but but anyways yes so so i'm not really like uh I, like i said i got the praetorians that's all i got though I don't have Snoke in there. And when I look at that that other stormtrooper, I see early first order motifs in the armor. Which makes me think, you know, there's more scout trooper motifs in that armor than there is first order trooper motifs, though, for like what it's worth. So I, I kind of think that it, we're just moving into a to a place where eventually all of that stuff is going to get absorbed. But I think the idea on on the, the grander scale here is that it this attack and this war is what allows the the first order to amass what it does at the time that it does and it's what adds that 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 new layer of complacency about wanting to engage with them when they're out there they're 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 in the periphery and they're not here and we're tired of this shit we don't want to engage and then why leia starts the secret resistance that sort of stuff just has to be in the narrative. It can't just be something mm-hmm. that they throw out there and show you in a scene. Look, they're out there. Yeah. <clears throat> like it has to be a it has to feel like a looming threat in the series. It mm-hmm. can't just be like in an episode, oh look, they're out there, and then come back six episodes later and then they show up. And you're like, No, we told you. Remember in episode two, they're in that one scene, and that, that, that covered all the bases. Yeah, it has to feel Car- like a Carson Teva threat. warns of it, like kind of right. That's but but is he warning of this or is he warning of that? I don't know. But yeah, well, in the same way, and I'm not to bring up Andor uh, every time, but like the way the Imperial presence felt like once you get to know those intelligence guys, you know, you don't feel it at first when you're walking around with Andor like uh, on a Blade Runner planet. But when you spend time with those intelligence cats by the fourth or fifth episode, you feel those like you're always being watched, right? You feel that they feel they're being watched. Yeah. Even if they're not, you know, so it's like called atmosphere. Yeah, but to achieve that, yeah, is a directorial and and showrunner effort like that. You have to. That's not something that just miraculously happens because you insert imperial a shot of imperial base in one scene and then you feel that. 
that's a tension. Yeah, you got more. some stormtroopers. They walk by. Like, oh my god, I'm being watched <laughs> everywhere. It's an age of imperialism. <laughs> All right, Mike Porter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm. I mean, like, I. They're setting up. They're setting up up an era. They're they're doing things that I think are are big. They are. There's like things that are going to change what we're going into. I feel like if this stuff is as it sounds, we're going to have like a, you know, like I said, I think we're might be getting like our new, a new clone wars, not clones. I don't mean the clones are coming back. I mean, we're getting a new, like huge galactic wide skirmish with, with heroes and a whole thing. And yeah, they won't mention it in the, um, they won't mention it in the sequel trilogy, but why, why would they, they didn't need to, they didn't, they didn't discuss about how they failed about how they, they let it go lazy. They, they completely sidestepped the whole thing. So it allows them to do almost whatever they want. That's the only advantage to that lazy bit of, the, of that trilogy. That's the only advantage to it, is that it, now they can, they can do this big thing. And, and I, think that it, I think it's kind of cool in a, in a lot of ways because especially, I mean, if you like the television shows but you don't like the sequel trilogy, then this should be great news for you. Because this is basically what you were hoping to get post Return of the Jedi, anyways. Thrawn's coming wow. back with. I mean, not. I don't mean you specifically, Depends Rob. Depends on who's writing but, all of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Depends. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm like of the opinion that, like, you know, Dave Filoni is. He does some good cartoons. I don't know, and then his the live action stuff is like that. He's directed hasn't been bad, but I also. And I'm not like, oh yeah, if Favreau left and Floney just took it all, it would be better. I don't even I don't even think I'm there. I don't think anybody knows. I think Star Wars is at its best when there's just a right collaborative crew, whatever that crew is. I mm -hmm. think Star Wars gets into its weirdest spot for good and for bad. Like there's some amazing moments when one odd tour is calling all the shots and there's but there's more why did that not work? Why did that sync up when it's just one person? When Lucas had the right amount of collaborators, you end up with the best versions of all that. When Lucas is retreating backwards and doing just what he wants, then you get the more 50-50 split kind of thing, you know? So it's, Star Wars is just weird because it's it literally is what we would call Americana design, like the melting pot of stuff. It's a giant smorgasbord of things thrown in. It can lean this way, it can lean that. Yeah. So, when some folks go, I look at more serious, looking more cartoony. I'm like, I understand all that. Where where it goes off track is when it it becomes almost like uh, self uh, referential is not quite the word I'm thinking about. Like self parodying, right? Mm -hmm. You just don't want it to parody itself. Yeah, Star Wars should not be a parody. It's not a parody. Spaceballs is a parody. Star Wars is not a parody. It can right. invoke things that are cheesy, but it needs to take those things that were cheesy and give it a sense of tangibility and realism to it you know, remember like, the uh, line from hux in the duel of the fates scripts it was like because you lost the star war or <laughs> something yeah, like that, that, that no that, don't do that i know don't do I it know. Mm -mm. i know but <laughs> yeah I, I was almost waiting for them to yell, the clones are attacking! And the Techno Union runs out, you know, like, just don't, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like, like, 
Darth Maul saying we'll have our revenge in The Phantom Menace is where you put that. You don't put it in the movie called Revenge of the Sith. You, know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you imagine if, if Bruce Willis goes, man, if we're going to die, we're going to die hard, right? And then goes yeah. off to save his wife. Fuck like yeah. does, You don't want to do that. <laughs> Winslow, we're going to die. We're going to die hard. If you go in there, John, you might die. If I do, I'm going to die hard. Like, you, just, yeah. you can just see that some bullshit. Like, you just don't want to do that. So sometimes Angela, I got to ask who's the boss, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> but that's, anyway. I've always, I've always felt this Loba, and I've said this on the show, like many times, uh, Loba says, I believe the term you're looking for is making star Wars is hard. Yeah. We've, mm. we've really said that. That's why I get scared when before season three comes out, Favreau goes, I already wrote season four. I'm like, what? Like, it can't be that easy. <laughs> yeah if he had a team fine but you can't i can't believe one guy just wrote eight more hours of star wars in a, in the last 16 hours of star wars in a year you know i i don't come on man like this would be a little I skeptical mean, about how the quality of what that could be you know yeah i could write 16 hours of mario movie in a year i'm not saying you should oh, yeah. go make it you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah i mean and there there's there's a chance that during the pandemic when not a lot was going on he just sat there and wrote an episode a day of a draft of thing there's a, there's a chance i don't know but there's there's a chance that's what happened and um you know the there there was there was the problem like or the my complaint about mando season three actually isn't what most people's complaints are i don't think like i'm actually like kind of on board like the the one with like i think bespin calls the one with the uh, kid in the gullet i think he calls that like the worst one for him and like you know, I, I'm I'm cool with that. I was fine. Like I was like I was having fun. Like dumb Mando's doing dumb shit, doing with dumb reasons. I'm like fine. I could I could I could fuck with this. Is what I'm trying to say. But so my problem with the season is we get eight episodes, like I, I, every couple of years, and um, six of them are like the the like the actual like premise. One of them was Coruscant, and one of them was was Jack Black and Lizzo. And it's just like that's a lot of real estate out of this season that went to kind of tomfoolery or stuff that's not really what the show is. In screenwriting terms, or Save the Cat, not not Max's Save the Cat, but the book Save the Cat, which sort of breaks it breaks a lot. Of, Save the Cat, the book Save the Cat, takes a lot of writing tropes and breaks them into catchphrases, but they would call that fun and games. Like the fun and games part of a movie or a series would be where like the goonie or the monster squad is like just you know having little little mini adventures as the monster squad before the monsters show up kind of thing you know and and so when you're like six episodes deep into an eight episode series that took two years to get here and you're having fun in games you know what i mean in that ep you're like what are we doing like this is this is a first episode you know scenario yeah you know this is not a six episode before you know random it's just it's just it's just structurally i've been very consistent favreau's structure for this season and for the book of a fet is insanely weird you know mm -hmm. i I, I make no heads or tails of it other than he doesn't i have to assume at this point because he doesn't talk about his writing process ever i can't find mm -hmm. one article I, I, he just never gets softball jeff Gold's, they, he's never they yeah they only go with people who will give him softball questions i mean that's i mean i i, I don't mean to like knock well, them you know, but jeff goldsmith would 
give him sort of what perceived softball questions. Jeff Goldsmith's very good at. Was that the dude who had um um Gilroy? Gilroy on? Yeah. Yeah. Gilroy. Yeah. It was it was he's good very interview. good. Yeah, he's, he's very. Good. He knows how to get to meat, but he does it in a very non-threatening. He, not like me. I'd be like, "Motherfucker, explain yourself." I've so like <laughs> I've worked with with, with better, beats me, but not like, many. You know, he's, he's twice my weight. He just beats the shit out of me, and then everyone goes, "That's the best video we ever saw." Or Sketchcraft got the shit kicked out of my Favreau. Mm-hmm. But um, I I think that his he doesn't like to layer things. He does everything here. And then over here and then over here and now it's time for this you know and it's like if it was layered more it would diminish as, as lucas would say it would diminish the effects right it's a mm-hmm. lucas term but it would it would feel like um more is happening in less time or i don't know what the word i'm uh, the phrase i'm trying to, it, it just wouldn't feel like we're taking forever to get somewhere is what i'm trying yeah. to say you know yeah yeah i mean it, and it's kind of you know it, it just it's it's weird because we're following like this one plot and then it, it move, moves around and stuff but the uh when we when we get to this moment where our homeboy comes back where thrawn comes back and if this is like a big deal <laughs> chris breezy says uh super chat does enoch have a gold head yeah i believe he does i believe he looks like destro Kind of like a samurai destro from gi joe and he's gold i heard he was gold and so if he is gold c3po better watch out but and thank you chris for the super chat man i appreciate it dude um anyways what i was going to say was uh when we get into this like like bigger kind of like war going on i think it does sort of like give a backdrop for there to be like star wars going on with all of these different ideas like, for instance, is it interesting to have a story about kids in school who end up like lost in space during the New Republic era where everything everything's great and Jew laws is teaching them about fake stuff and we're learning about fake stuff together and the, the little fat elephants <laughs> farting, you know? But or is it is it cool if there's like actually a war going on, like an actual like thing? You know what I mean? Like and this that show, obviously, I don't expect it to be fucking and or you know what I mean? Like with with that level of that. But you you have this backdrop now. And I just think that it makes it it could make things more interesting, more fun. And the fact that it, it goes through multiple different shows like so like like that's kind of like where my head's at. And I don't I don't know what they're going to do entirely. Like I've talked to people who have told me what they think they're going to do and that's kind of what i'm using to base my my ideas off of but it sounds like for instance like we would have the mandalorians are going to have their own angle in that war their own side that they're having to fight so i kind of like almost chalk it up to like the mandalorians are going to be fighting some of the war of the actual like physical like storm let's fight stormtroopers kind of side but you can't really send the mandalorians in necessarily to fight like the jedi and magic users and then that's where you have ahsoka and you have ezra bridger and like the people with force powers like luke skywalker and stuff that's where they would come in i think so not for nothing too i was thinking you know like carson i call him carson but it's carson i call him carson carson daily yeah i call him carson this is easier for me i'm not saying sin daily i don't remember it Hmm. but um if he just had like a a a b story or a c story like if there was three stories in season three Mm-hmm. Mando and Bo, right? Kind of tie them together. 
Carr, Carson, Carson Daly, and then Pershing Carson were three Teva. stories, right? If were, those were three things we were going across. Even this robot thing could have been something Carson was dealing with. You know what I mean? As a B story. Yeah. Like why we just stick with Mando and these different tribes of Mandos trying to get them together. Like if if Bo was with the cult and or I don't know, Bo and her were like teamed up in some way to have to try and get them together, you know, like there all these things, man. It's just Carson it's frustrating. Carson and Zeb would have been good in that last episode. That would have been better in that last episode. Right. So like I just want folks to know, like, I don't look at it and go, it's all shit, fire them. You don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I think these are all good ideas, but you need you need more people at the table to structure and reorganize and 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 say, look, if this is going to be an ensemble show now called The Mandalorian, let's lay out in the first episode the three POVs we're going through. We got the Mandos, which is represented by Din and Bo. We got the fucking New Republic side, which is Carson and Zeb. And then we got the 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 Imperial remnants, right? Which is because there's always a bad guy POV in Star Wars, which is Pershing, mm -hmm. and then maybe later on Gideon, right? Because like, remember Amy Hennig when she was developing uh, their, uh, the the fucking Star Wars game that you you broke all the concept art from? Oh, uh, Ragtag. Ragtag. When she was developing Ragtag, she did an interview um, with uh, Tom Price. And she was saying that the, the difference between something like Indiana Jones, which is what she was emulating when she helped create Uncharted, and Star Wars is that in Indiana Jones, you don't spend any time with the villains. You always spend it with uh, Indiana Jones, with the good guys. Like you always see it. You never see it from like, Hit what's Hitler doing right now? Like, what's he up to? Like, <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't like in, in, in Glorious Bastards when they cut to Hitler, you know, like you don't have those scenes. But yeah. in Star Wars, you have those spending time with the bad guy scenes. So mm -hmm. I think if you had those three POV set up in the first episode, then you can jump across. Maybe it's two in one episode, one for half an episode, and then three in another episode, and then they all culminate together at the end. That's where it starts to feel like Star Wars. That's when it starts to feel like these different storylines, you know, collate together. But right now, man, it's like Favreau doesn't seem to do that you know like it's everything's like one and then one and then i mean we haven't even seen dr pershing in three episodes you imagine if someone comes in now and then pershing shows up and they're like what was that well in episode three you know what there was a whole 40 minute bit with this guy you just like you forget hey, about you know it's so i weird. just wanted him to figure out why grogu was there man i was that's, that's all i wanted but um i'm trying to figure out how carson knew r5 was with mando because like, they I'm still haven't been out. I told you they text. <laughs> they went to the war after the war. He's like, How you doing, buddy? I'm checking in on you. I know that you have night terrors, R5D4, after all of the stuff that you saw. I know you lost your motivator <laughs> night at one terrors, point. Droid night yeah, terrors. he does. <laughs> and so he's just sleeping and goes out of his dead sleep. R5 goes, Wah! like R2, right? <laughs> so it was just a coincidence. He's like, Where are you? He's all in with the Mandos now in this secret planet. Where they park outside, sure. so you can't find yeah, their yeah, ship. Yeah. But um, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. the uh, the young boomer <laughs> says, if this goes ahead, the New Republic really are going to be massive dummies. We're still decommissioning the fleets afterward and getting attacked by the First Order. Yeah, I mean, I, either way you cut it, it would be a tactical error, and in the Star Wars universe, it would well, be it would be a stupid move. Yeah, I'm with you. It's because you know the ending, though, young boomer. Like you know how this plays out. 
in the same way that if we watched a series about World War One, and in August of two of two thousand four, uh, sorry, of of um, nineteen fourteen, they were all celebrating going to war. They called it August Madness, which is where March Madness comes from. When everyone like rallies for the big playoff, the war, it's because everyone was celebrating. We're going to war. It's going to be great. We're gonna we're gonna fight. We haven't had a war in a long time since Napoleon. This is gonna be awesome. We'll be back by Christmas, just like russia and ukraine we're back by christmas everything's gonna be great and it went horribly wrong so you know what a folly that is right knowing the ending so i think we were a lot like cooler with it before we had star wars uh, and we got to kind of like maybe get some of that like yeah that's fun out out out, out through here but back then there's like nah we just gotta actually go do that shit yeah you know you gotta just go yeah. try to do shit with your man. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah it's truly horrific i i really recommend um for a, a just a primer mm-hmm. on world war one was um dan carlin did a series i think you could pick up like a few bucks he did a series on that i've listened to way more extensive stuff than that but he is a really good primer for world war one just in like the shock and the trauma like when um the germans invaded belgium no one had ever in, in the in the history of mankind had experienced catastrophic warfare like sh- non-stop shells and bombing like just a the concussions that you were everyone was getting you yeah. know and the and just in those type of never-ending shelled battle like shell shock is like a really kind term compared to what they were going through is severely traumatic so, and that turned them in how does this relate to the ninja turtles i'm confused um well when splinter was taken he uh, shredder beat the shit out of splinter for like half the like third of the movie <laughs> remember third of the turtles movie yeah. is just shredders kicking the shit out of a fucking pup muppet rat right and we're just yeah. going oh no oh no the rat's <laughs> those, those eyes were shredders, out th- those were shredders fun and games in the script that's yeah. where shredder has a good time right <laughs> just punches the shit out of kevin clash so you know but yeah it, <laughs> he anyways, might have had a comment yeah. though <laughs> yeah no I, I i i do think like you have a point though like uh to what young boomer is saying like if you did watch star wars in order starting at the phantom menace for instance and then you watch the clone wars and then you watched you know the um episode three and then you went and watched four five and you went watched uh andor then you wouldn't watch four five and six you'd be like oh yeah you know what i think maybe you should take this war machine apart and like you know I, I could see where she's coming from, why, why this is a good, and why everybody should protect their own little little galaxies, and there shouldn't be a centralized military power, and that that kind of stuff. But at the same time, like I could also understand the perspective if we were living in that galaxy, in terms of when a giant pizza flies above you and it just like fucks up everything all the time. You can't really get into the giant pizzas and then fly pieces of pizza and fly over places and then they're like oh hey they're cool now like you would have to destroy it as a symbol you would have to get rid of it and those things are all very symbolic looking i would say like you know you know a star destroyer when you see one you know a tie fighter when you see one so the good guys i don't think could ever adopt their things and then really have um a healthy a healthy mind in the the people that they were governing i don't think yeah this is one of those things where i wish someone like Macquarie was helping to steer this kind of story because he's a good mm-hmm. balance between the the action figure and, and the historical you know mm-hmm. um just because like uh this sort of geopolitical maneuvering um can be 
I mean, you can't you, you can't come at it in a when I say comic book, I'm not knocking comics. I draw comics, but sometimes in comics, due to just the sheer volume of work you got to do in the time, you don't have the time to go be a student for like five years on something before you write about it. You know, yeah. you kind of just have to jump up. What are the bullet points? You research. Know, you look up a, <laughs> your research is like a day. You know what I mean? And then you like you get it, you get the story across, and all the specifics to historical stuff are like layering on top of it. They're toppings. The meat is really the the story you're trying to write, you know, and get across in an issue. But I think with this, fans have because they have books and they have comics and they have all these other movies, they're not they're expecting more. So you got to bring someone, people who are in that are more historically minded and are used to writing things that have historical bits yeah. put into them. You know that that's why that's why Gilroy was so good for Andor. He was he reads things about revolution for fun when he's taking a shit. And um, so it's like, so, I mean, that, that's what he's into though. And then that's what made right. him, I think the right guy for the project. Like unless amazing. you completely fucking ignore history and you make up your own, like Tarantino, you can do that too. Oh, right? sure. Like, you, yeah, but you have to do, you, you have to then lean into parody genre, you know, or yeah. subversion genre. And that's but with not like, what Star Wars. Yeah. With know. like Star Wars, you, you, you're trying to find like, where can I place the archetypes? Like, where would these, where would the archetypes be in this history? You know, like Vel, where's Vel, that person, that rich kid who ends up becoming like a key player in a resistance movement. Where is that, you know, and it's only when you're reading, when you actually know the history as he does that you start, I think, to start to draw those. Yeah, yeah there, are, there is always one of those trust fund babies who kind of funds the initial stuff, but also is fucking nuts, you know, that kind of stuff. I, uh... I also suspect Ryan Johnson would be pretty good at this too. You yeah. know, just having listened to him talk, you know, I think he's pretty educated about these topics, whether he puts them directly in his work or not. So, you know, I know people, some people think that's a contentious thought, but like, it's not. you gotta be careful folks about when you think this guy made this, so I don't like it, or this person made that. And I means I'm always gonna like everything they make. Like yeah. I just said, not, but back on Monday, be careful about wanting Bryce Dallas Howard to do everything because one day she'll make something you don't like and then you're going to be like, never again. And that's not fair to Bryce Dallas Howard in the same way that Taika sure. Waititi won a fucking Oscar. You know what I mean? And now you're like, but then he made Love and Thunder. You don't oh, know. I, I, have like, a, these are... I, I have a, a potential good thing here with, with, with Gilroy. I'm balls and all. I'm going all the way down. I'm I'm there. But when he does Andor 2, he is like during the middle, during the back end of Andor 1, they decided, oh, let's make it two seasons, three seasons instead of five. Correct. And they decided, let's make it two seasons instead of three. And then yeah. we ended up, now we're going to end up with two seasons. So next, next and or we're going to have some truncating stuff, some things that could have been delved into that. Yeah. Compression that, that just didn't happen. Or we're going to have worried about that too. Or, or like, like we're going to be like, Oh, uh, you know, saw Guerrera. Why was that even there? Cause it doesn't really play in any of this now. Like what the fuck? Who cares? Like it, that there might be like that. I think, and look, I, I'm not trying to sign people's life up for more work. As an artist, people are like, Rob, you should go do a 3,000-page graphic novel. Like, that's 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 like 10 years of my life, man. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? But, um, and I get Gilroy's older, but I do think three seasons would have been a good compromise to get everything well, in somehow. He has two you know? choices but, right now. The first one is start a band with me, and the second one is just to make more Andor anyways. That's what I'd say. I, it's up to me. Look, if you're at the... I'm not saying he's at the tail end of his career. He's at, 
he's at the stage of his life where just statistically speaking you got less years in front of you than the back yeah so like i the mullet the mullet point, of life at this point like for me if it were me mm-hmm. in his position even having done the born idea and everything else i'd be like people are going to remember this so i'd rather spend the last remaining of my years putting all these ideas into something that's going to affect kids for the next 20 30 40 50 years probably versus this esoteric thing that i did once because it was a it was a dream project but then like 10 people fucking ever saw it you, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i had the chance to get that te- that 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 really artsy shit out of my out in the world years ago and it for whatever reason it didn't work out so now i gotta work those ideas into something that will i gotta bake it into something that's gonna fucking stand the test of time just because this this company is financially motivated to keep it up forever you know <laughs> like, right so like that's that but i mean i can't you know tell people what to do with their lives and so well like 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 i was saying like 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 with jj you came in you did it everybody loved you you should have just left well if i if i was a creative in that kind of thing with like who wanted a career outside of star wars i would just fucking if i did it good i'd just be like thanks it was a pleasure and you'd never see me again and then like Gilroy came back uh... and did a good job but you know it's that's 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 an exception it's an exception and he'd already been on like weird when i say troubled you know making the born movies were were not easy mm-hmm. that first one especially um i mean i saw a cut of that a year before it came out i want to say maybe eight months somewhere around there yeah that was almost twice as long as the theatrical cut <laughs> mm-hmm. you know it was inc- it was like like three to almost three hours long like over three hours like it was long yeah and uh I was like, oh, whatever this is, it's cool. They got to trim it the fuck down. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. And then look, man, I was the only one in the theater for Born Legacy. Like, I was the only one in there. So, like, and I still think it's it, it, cool, it but it's more it of bombed. a. It bombed harder. Yeah, it didn't do very well. It, okay. it, 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 it Born was identified with Matt Damon. And when you don't have Matt Damon in it, then what's the point? Like, that's basically. Oh, okay. It's that one. Okay. I, I think it it's the it's the movie that i think it, it's less of a movie and more of a setup for a whole like series you could do like outside of a film like yeah um but whatever i mean it wasn't bad it's just you know it may as well if it had been called if that had been called if that had been the treadstone series they made instead of the treadstone series they made that would have been a great amazon prime like style series you know right right what is sort of i don't know if what they're setting up will exclusively always be what they play with and i mean favreau and filoni but like you know that's that's sort of like where when you get into this kind of stuff like i would love for somebody like gilroy to come along and to delve into a clone war story not you know what i mean about like do their own and or version during the clone wars or this that, that kind of stuff but i do kind of think that it what what they're creating is sort of like their playground i don't i don't know if anybody else will have a chance to fuck around with it but i do think that it, it probably does or it could lead to the to the thing that that you want more than anything we've had so far which is like essentially a mando movie you know what i mean if you when you end up having like if you end up having like well, this this long drawn thought- out setup and then you kind of could climb then maybe they will turn it into a movie someday maybe it will climax with one i doubt it but it's possible more than just yeah, a I mean, random I, I just idea want people to understand 
I thought the Mando movies where you go after the end of season two. Yeah. Not Book of Boba Fett and all that stuff. I just thought that's where you put, you know, and then you start the Bo-Katan Mando side of the adventures on Disney Plus, you know, and you move mm -hmm. Mando to Book a of cinematic thing. Book of Bo. Yeah, Book of Bo. Book of Bo-Katan like, mm -hmm. has the same ring to it, man. You know, like, yeah, that actually would have made more sense because then you could have adapted the parts of her life that were in animation to live action. So people who don't have never fucking seen those cartoons like myself and everyone I know um, would would know why we care about this shit or why she should rule her people, you know, other than it being Katie Sackhoff. Like, oh, do you want a spoiler from the uh, from the next episode In the next episode? It's revealed that that Bo-Katan's middle name is Chris. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But remember, remember when he played the little chimp? Um, yeah, I remember anyway. when he was an undercover brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh oh, uh oh. Uh. Yeah, he got his that one. wasn't wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, those, those guys in the Hangover thought they got it bad with how the ten years changed. Well, you're not, you didn't have Chris Kattan bad, but. Yeah. yeah, he was the one part of that film like woefully miscast. This guy, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love the movie, but yeah, Chris Kattan. Yeah, yeah, he's. I heard, I heard, I heard on on SNL like he's kind of an asshole to most people. Do you hear that? that I heard that too. Do you hear that yeah, that I, that I, that I, thing I, with Donald Glover where he said that Tina Fey told him he was a diversity hire on Thirty Rock? Mm -hmm yeah no, i was like really? really i believe i i don't think he don't think he'd make that shit up but i was like man i thought tina Fey was just hot and nice so i thought little did i know she's i don't think pretty you mean. can be too nice when you're a comedian there's an inherent you know people who like to make jokes have an inherent mean side to them <laughs> they enjoy a little bit of the suffering jason you know <laughs> They're suffering because other they're suffering, suffering too. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's you know not just other people's, just in general. But. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah that that Lando story, I just keep seeing it everywhere now from from yesterday, and I'm just like that that the basically the the gist as it's being reported it is Donald Glover wants to do Lando. That's what we talked about yesterday. But when you look at what Kathleen Kennedy's saying, she's like, it's all in Donald's court. The ball's in Donald's court. So it's never going to happen. The the Orlando story, unless something amazing happens, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I'm I'm hoping there's some that this is a ruse and that at celebration in a couple of days, they go, guess what? Lando and the the plethora of 69 chicks is coming to Disney Plus. You know, and I'm like, all right, cool. But I don't think I don't think it's gonna happen at all. I think that one is is off the table. And I think, but but when I look at what we have coming this year um with Acolyte, like like we're gonna see something from Acolyte. I'm pretty sure we're gonna see something from Acolyte at celebration because the uh Amanda Amanda Stenberg, the, the lead actor, has said that we're more is coming soon celebrations like this week so i think we're going to see something from acolyte then but acolyte it's not sounding like it's a young adult show it's not sounding like it's uh it's it's sounding like i don't i i, I don't want to use the andor term but i think it's more of that high quality high production very serious kind of story so like when you look at like what we what we have coming like in the uh, next year 
or the, the next round of shows like and what's going to happen in, beyond that i don't really even think that they have room room for that lando show to go into production in us in the slate with the amount of shows that they're currently making doesn't seem possible to me so in my opinion that won't happen but that's just a bet you know just a bet we won't hear anything but but we're, we're not but we're gonna have actual official news from celebrations coming like in a within within the week and uh for that so reason uh does this thing starts does it start friday i think it starts this friday doesn't it tomorrow or next week well, hold on, right here, right here. I'm showing something on the screen. I'm showing it on the screen right here. Wait, if it will show it, come on. Here we go. There we go. So live. This is from Bestman Bulletin. Live blog of the Lucasfilm Studio showcase at Star Wars Celebration. And um, what day is that one on? Does it give the, the a date? Come on, where's it at, Bestman? I can't see. I can't read, Bestman. I can't read. Well, yeah, he doesn't. Small. The text is the text is too damn small. You're you're right. The text is too damn small. Actually, I missed the rent. That motherfucker was right. The rent was too damn high in 2009. It's too damn high now. I love that guy. All right, Star Wars Celebration is April seventh. So tomorrow. That's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Why does it feel like it's a week away, man? Yeah, I was making sure. I thought it was tomorrow, but I was making sure I wasn't messing that up. Yeah, because I know he's traveling. Like he's he's going down there like pretty soon. So, but so, anyways, yeah. So so point being though, um, Bespin is going to be inside of the the studio showcase. They're not doing. He's the, in the walls. Well, yeah, no, they're not doing any like streaming of it because they're not streaming anything that's important. And um, so put a camera in his watch so he can, you know, what I mean, he can like stream it from his watch. But but he will be live. Remember Spy Tech? Yeah, Spy Tech toys, dude. Yeah. Star Wars Celebration Europe officially kicks off today at 11 a.m. BST. What the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is. BST with probably the most um, exciting <laughs> panel of the event. The bastard Lucas time. Us, us bastard best spin. Time. Best spin standard <laughs> oh. time. Uh, best spin standard time. time. All right, that makes uh, sense now. Uh, <laughs> most exciting panel of the event. Lucasfilm Studio Showcase, which is why he's always late for the podcast. He shows up. <laughs> 30 fucking minutes in every time like <laughs> which is set to provide fans with updates for the next three star wars movies with expected release dates of december 2025 2027 29 the first movie of the three which is being written by stephen knight peaky blinders and to be directed by charmaine obeyed chinoy ms marvel and rumored to have a little to have a title and brief synopsis revealed at the panel the other two movies set to release in 2027 and 29 will likely be those developed by Taika Waititi and Sean Levy, the guy from Free Guys. In addition to a new film slate, we're expected to get significant updates on the Mandalorian spinoff series Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew. The former will exclusively the former we exclusively reported two months ago will have a trailer at Celebration, which will likely debut in the room and appear online. The latter Skeleton Crew is expected to have a presence also. But if footage is shown, there's a chance it's exclusive to those in the room. Both Andor and the Acolyte are slated to appear at the panel, but it's unknown how much or little will be revealed regarding those series, as both aren't slated to release for another year or more. 
though it's not a star though it's not a star wars project we're likely getting an update on lucasfilm's next theatrical release indiana jones and the dial of destiny which is slated to release in june so a trailer for the blockbuster is a possibility as for new star wars series being announced there's been no serious rumblings however Time out. There, yeah how are you feeling about that title dial of destiny like how's it growing on you you, you, you you liking it anymore ambivalent less I, I don't like it anymore. I don't hate it anymore. I, it doesn't work anymore because I don't know what the fuck it is because they don't want to tell us what it is. They wanted me to hear it from somebody that went to cons, drank eight beers, tried to get laid, failed, and then started telling people on Reddit. That's what they were. That's how they would rather me learn what that is. So I'm just like, yeah, the title, it could it, suck. I, cause I don't, cause I, because I don't know what it is. I don't know if I if I like it or not. Like I ha I have to like the thing. The thing has to be intriguing. If the Lost Ark was a pizza box, it's a terrible title. Doesn't matter how cool it might sound if you don't know what it is, you know. So that's where I fall on it. Yeah, but are, are is it re reminding you of soap like it does me? Like I imagine like a ladies. Dial, yeah. I imagine like like yeah like like ladies like going like Indiana Jones. And it's like a Harrison Ford soap when I hear it. I um. I always had to go like, well, what if it was James Bond in the Dial of Destiny or Doctor Strange in the Dial of Destiny, Captain America in the Dial of Destiny? Like, what configuration does it start to make the most sense? And I've the mummy in the Dial of Destiny. Like, I'm trying to, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Tomb Raider, I think, is the closest I came to, which is essentially Indiana Jones, where I'm like, Tomb Raider in the Dial of Destiny, you know what I mean? Starts to make the most sense. So, it's just because Indiana Jones is like such a, a person. Like Tomb Raider doesn't sound like a person. Her name is Laura Croft. Like if it was Laura Croft in the Dial of Destiny, it doesn't sound as good to me for some reason. But when it says Tomb Raider, yeah, I don't know. There's something about Indiana. Like if it was Raiders, Raiders and the the Dial of Destiny, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's something else there to it. It's just when it has his name next to it, it sounds odd, but. Indiana well, Jones and the one where Mutt died in Vietnam. <laughs> That's literally the ending to Animal House. Like <laughs> Mutt died violently in Vietnam. <laughs> um, Jonathan, thank you for the super chat, Jonathan. Jonathan uh, gave a 999 super chat and said, Jason and Rob are both great. You guys keep my love for Star Wars alive. I mean this sincerely. That's nice, dude. Rob makes great points, and I feel I agree. I just want better stories, but I'll never leave Star Wars. So you're you're married. Jonathan's like, you know what? I'm not feeling you right now, but I married you. I made a commitment. You know, so death do us part. Yeah, fat ass. Like, like, yeah, eating, Rob. Because like. I'm gonna be honest. No, with I you. appreciate that, Jonathan. Yeah, Th thank you, Jonathan. You know what I try to do though, man? Like, I know, I know, like my personality, like especially when I get heated or passionate, whatever you call it. Like, it's mm -hmm. I, I had a friend goes, you're kind of like Angry Joe, but like. You know, you're not an asshole. I'm like, I don't know Angry Joe. I don't know about all that. But like, I don't mm -hmm. yell or get angry for like YouTube effect. It's not like a personality thing, that, right? Like, yeah. If I get really passionate, it's because I care. Mm -hmm. I could be a thousand percent <clears throat> critical of something and be a thousand percent quiet, like quieter than max. And that's when you know, like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. Like, you know, you want, what do you want? Like, I, I've been on projects where it was like, uh, how do you feel about, let's say, Hot Wheels? I'm like, I don't, 
whatever you want to do, man. You know, like, yeah. like, it's Hot Wheels. Who cares? Like, you know, I'm not going to say who cares, but, mm -hmm. but with Star Wars, it's just, I just, I think with the series, we're in this now, you and me, cognitively since 1983. I don't, you know, I don't remember. I was, I went to Empire, but I have no memory of it. So cognitively. Yeah in theaters since 1983 and i think we just want to feel like the people making star wars or have been a hand of it and kathleen was there in 1983 whether she was making star wars or not yeah she was at the the you know they're on they're at they're on hawaii together you know they're <laughs> if, they're, if anybody reefer <laughs> if anybody ever <laughs> did cocaine party. with george lucas it might be kathy kennedy correct especially on the temple of doom set especially, especially on temple of doom so I just would just hope that they've learned and iterated over, you know, what worked, what didn't, and how can we like a, a genuine sense of like uh, personal criticalness in a in a positive way, not like over evaluating, but in the way that you know you said, hey, you know, over time, Pearl Jam's become a band that you 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 come to respect more than you did thirty years ago, right? Mm -hmm that yeah. maybe they were looking at what they did and they went down a personal path versus a commercial or trying to be commercial path. Right. Right. And I just, when you see star Wars making the same mistakes and people go, well, I like those mistakes. That's what I like about it. I'm like, great for you. I like a lot of fucking weird shit too, but this is something that's going to live or die on its, on its big wins, not on its esoteric key niche nicheness. Yeah. So, especially when they have amazing stuff on the plate. Like when you see like, this is really cool. That's really cool. This is really cool. And then you're like, how did it, how did it get, how did it not, how did it not get to the end? For, you for, know, and it for, not for like, be a matter of money or talent, you know, yeah. what, what was it? For, for, for uh, me, when it's a really interesting idea and it's really cool and, and it's, and it's crazy, then I could get on board with it. And when it's like out of step with, what people logically thought would happen or what the expectation was then i'm like i'm like all i'm still about it i'm like i'm i'm on board with the i think it's brave but like the, this week's mando for instance i didn't think was actually brave i thought it was kind of stupid you know what i mean that's thought i was like in this in this really specific brave. way for me right yeah forgetting about all the csi stuff yeah, yeah the thing that makes it dumb for me is okay I don't have a problem with Mando. They didn't want to have Mando and Bo fight. Their whole point was they didn't want to have a rift between them. They needed her and him to come together to unite the clans, like Braveheart in a way. Yeah. So if he lost the the, the dark saber to uh, General Vampire Grievous, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mandalorian Grievous. Okay. But when he holds on to it for eight episodes and it lets her get into a fight with her own clan and then goes, oh, actually, this was hers the whole time. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. like, you really think this dude, he's been, and he's spending time with her on a ship. You know, you, you could have on the ship and like, you know, by the way, this is technically yours, you know? So when you go and see these people, they're going to be looking for him. So just show him the fucking saber. Like he, he could have get, you mm -hmm. know, it would not have been an eloquent way to have that, but he could have done it on the ship before they go see those people. But to let her fight and get into all that stuff and then yeah. go, here's the big reveal it's like that come on man what are we doing here like yeah it's it's a it's a weird one to let slip your mind and and like i said that offended me you know that's where i felt like um the the rules weren't fair that that they set up that i was paying attention and i wasn't rewarded for paying attention i think that's bad 
Um, so to finish Bestman's article, however, there's been rumors of a new series being produced by John Favreau and Dave Filoni with the codename Ghost Track 17 being developed. So it could be a new codename for an existing series such as The Mandalorian or The Book of Boba Fett. I'll produce full articles as quick as I can over the next over, for the news that's revealed, but you can follow along with my live blog below as we have multiple people in the room providing updates as they happen as the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase will not be streamed for fans at home. Thank you for reading the article, and if you enjoyed it, you could follow him and give him coffee and listen to this Bob podcast, and here's all of his social updates. And right here you can see it's gonna it's coming in 12 hours, it says. It says, that was that what it's saying right here? I can't really read it. Okay, yeah, 12 hours, 55 minutes. That's when he's going to start. So there's a countdown. Look at that final countdown. <laughs> the final countdown. Yeah, right there. I need Nick on the keyboard. Nick, where, where's Nick? We need Nick on that keyboard. But yeah, so anyways, um, so in 12 hours, he didn't put the date, but he put the fucking countdown. See, that's why he was like, nah, I'm going to make you think you have a question at the end of this article, but you don't. So, okay, fine. You win, Bespin. You win. So, um, um, Jonathan asks, how do I become... A channel member. So, uh, well, first you got to go on a hold on. First, you got to go to the mines of Mandalore and <laughs> waters, and yeah. then you got to come back and prove it. And then you got to go off to another planet and solve some CSI crimes. And then while you're there, convince another group of people to let you on to YouTube to sign up for the cult. But then yeah. at the very last second, remind them you were already really in the cult, you never really left it. So, right. You know, and then we're right back where we started. So and and yeah, yeah, you, you got to get the uh, dark saber. So um, I actually at one point I made a video. I wonder if it's still saber. in here. The, the the cult saber, Jason. <laughs> the cult saber. The cult okay. saber. Yes, that's. What I don't know if here. this if this is going to work, but I'm um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to put it in the um, chat right now, so that way you can click it on um from there and maybe it, it will work oh I, I put it to everywhere but anyways there, there it goes grandpa did it so th that's how you that right there if you go to that url which is just at making star wars slash membership uh from youtube then um there's like a, it's like a little join button and you click that join button and then that's how uh, you become a channel member and um if you have any problems you could just dm me or email me and i'll send you the link if there's any issues but i appreciate that man and um thanks yeah i appreciate it a lot okay so i think we've we've done it we've gone over the hour now and uh oh we'll, we'll address this before we go before we go we won't go into it but um rob did you like mario me and rob were talking before the show and uh we think we're going to do a little mario stream this week at some point yeah like we'll a little, do a mario stream on that we'll do a mario stream and we'll do like a whole mario show we'll we're, we'll just talk about you know the movie and what we thought Spoilers. and that kind of stuff yeah yeah we'll do it with i mean we we both feel it's a movie you can't really spoil but we will but we'll do. go there anyways <laughs> How can well you? <laughs> it, it, it's it's a movie that that will be better once people see it right once people have seen it it'll be it'll be better sure. if they watch our thing then as not rather than before well, they can have an informed conversation versus an emotional one right yeah purely emotional right right yeah but um 
Yeah. Did and I liked when um Anya Taylor Joy dressed up as Peach for the premiere. That, that was that was fun. That was fun. All right. We'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow. I'm trying to figure out what I kind of forgot about celebration being tomorrow, uh, super early in my time. So it, today, by in a coincidence, I got up at uh, five in the morning. Now, I did just not on purpose. I just wow. did. I just did. So there's a good chance I will probably just get up and start covering what Bespin's doing in some way. If it's interesting and if it's like if it's inspiring in the moment, I will probably jump on and just like hang out and like read his live blog and and tell jokes. And Rob, you don't have to come to, to that if you want to sleep. But if you wake up and you feel like it come but we'll do our so normal what show time, still what time what, british standard 11 i think it's 5 a.m my time is when that's is when it oh, starts i'm not gonna be up for that so that would be no that'd be no. Or are you you're two hours right are you two hours one ahead? hour one hour one hour um yeah. i get up at okay. seven okay seven. okay yeah. yeah but like and like i said um <clears throat> you know he has to get going like so so anyways yeah it'll be in the morning but he's going to do articles and then so i want to do like a normal show where we just go through all the all of the articles but i want to do a stream just where if i'm awake just watching it i might just come on so people can do it if they want and if you get bored you could come on everyone everyone's like it's just one day it's the celebration i'm like yeah for you for me it's like oh, we're gonna have all year to talk about this so i'm not if it was like the announcement of the force awakens i would be up but at this point I'm Wait, just... I am a little confused though right now because right now it's saying twelve hours fifty minutes. So that means it would be like two in the morning, which isn't. Which I, is, I, I... <laughs> yeah. I, at one point, at one point, I was told it would be like five, um, my time, but that's saying two. So, okay, Dave, no. Dave. Dave is very useful. He he is he knows this stuff. So Dave says five thirty Pacific Standard Time is when it's going to. If it's, it's gonna be. if it's PM, yeah, yeah, not seven oh, seventeen thirty. No, 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 it's five oh, five thirty or seventeen thirty. Which what, what are we talking about here? No, it's it's five thirty in the morning. It, it's definitely in the morning because okay. Bestman, Bestman was like, "Are you yeah. are you going to wake up early?" He wasn't asking me if I was going to get up late. So yeah. no. I, I used to look the one thing that's happened to me as I when I crossed the age of 40 is I have to have a consistent time schedule and this yeah. this show has been one thing I've let fuck with that over the last <laughs> year and a half or so um but it was Disney plus happened. day that's where that's what broke me <laughs> oh. of that and book of Boba Fett I was like I'm not doing this I'm not doing this no more so uh, I love you all but we got man there's what killed me the most Jason is like there's just all those down period times on the shows where there's no news. And it's like, I don't feel the need to cram it. If, if you and I had, look, if we had 70, seven, like 150,000 subscribers and we were doing oh, sure. 15,000 views an episode, then yeah, I'd get up. But like, yeah, oh yeah. I don't, we don't have one fucking sponsor. Jason, I, I don't no. make any, all the money goes to paying, keeping Jason's kids I mean, fed. You, 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 spon like, you sponsor me. I spy. You sponsor me. You give me five. So I figure, so long as I'm paying more than I'm receiving to be on the show, I get to say no. <laughs> Rob, Rob gets me five refills of this a month. I do. <laughs> so I, I hear you, folks. But you're gonna, unfortunately, you're gonna have to hear me throughout the year anyway. So like, I will yeah. get to it whether you want it or not. 
I am. I'm. Look, I'm getting excited. I hope. I hope they put together a good announcement. You know, like I hope. And, and there, there's like, and, and it, what's cool about it is there's sort of like a two factor kind of like thing about it. The first is you're excited because the announcement's going to be cool. Then you get to be excited if it actually happens. <laughs> you imagine like we're gonna announce what you're getting for christmas but it might it's probably gonna change you're probably not gonna get that for christmas like that's how it feels like imagine if your parents in april told you what you're gonna get for christmas but that was probably subject to change throughout the entire year then i don't know like the third time we went through this or the fifth time or the seventh time like how I, could you take any of it you know seriously like <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean I that that one movie is definitely happening though. Like the the 2025 movie, that shit is happening for sure. So what they announce will be at, at the very bare minimum a shadow of what will be coming out. But, you know, I am still I'm, of the empire. Oh man, I I'm still I'm still wondering if it's going to be Stephen Knight who's announced as the writer or if he just wrote the script and then they're hiring the next writer cuz um yesterday the writer strike stuff or two days ago i think deadline reported that they're voting on the writer strike they're 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 doing it yeah um they're gonna they're voting and and there is no way in hell that the writers are going to vote no strike is what is my point from right from the way that it seems i don't believe that is going to happen um so they're going to vote to strike and then they are going to strike is the point because nothing has happened no, no no ground has been gained nothing has changed so uh point being uh, you know, the yeah. last time we went through this jason we got the apprentice you know what i mean no shit like, like that's that's the truth and i'm like what fucking psycho shit is what weird unintended consequence is going to come out of this simply because some fucking distributors can't like cut a person a decent fucking paycheck for their work so yeah you know We'll no, see. Oh no. Um, it'll be bad. Uh, but uh, also, WB is announcing uh, uh, has a movie slated for that same day too. Sure. For twenty twenty five, is what is what they say. So okay, I'm like, that could be. That yeah. Could insert horror film counter programming movie there. If you That's, think they're going to put a superhero movie against Star Wars, you're nuts. It's a counter programming move, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, either either it's counter programming or it's one of the stupidest games of chicken in the world, you know. Well, they'll move. They move. They moved Aquaman out the way of Avatar smartly. Like, mm -hmm. so, yeah. I uh, I just hope that none of the films announced have the word Rise in it in its title. Like, we need to ban the word Rise from every title moving hmm. forward. I don't want Rise well, in any none of it. Yeah, and and I am with. Um, I am with you here. Hopefully a Taika release date and synopsis. Yeah, I'm hoping to because if they just announced Taika for a third time, it's like, I, I just shut up about that. I, we don't want to hear it. We know you're not announcing it. You know, that, that's nothing new. And um, so hopefully if they tell us like what it's called and what it's like somewhat about, you know, that would at least make it like, oh, well, at least now it's interesting. And if it never happens, it's interesting that that movie about that thing never happened as opposed to it's just called, mm -hmm. it's called star wars and the dial of dooku oh dial of dooku dial of dooku okay it's gonna bind the bind it all together we're gonna indiana yeah. jones and the destiny's child because he lives into the 90s maybe 
Maybe. <laughs> and then Indiana Jones and the Outcast, and Indiana Jones and the Andre 3000, <laughs> and Indiana Jones and the Bugaboo, and mm-hmm. Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. You do it all day. Yeah. And we, we, got, we got the one where we find out Indy shot Biggie. All right. Anyways, we're going to go. <gasps> we're going to go. Yeah. He likes Tupac. No. He likes Tupac. So. All right, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow. Um, I think I'm going to be here in the morning covering stuff intermittently. That that goes on if it's inspiring. If it's not, if it's like, oh, Star Wars, you know, Star Wars is getting um, a cartoon with a clone in it, and uh, I, I, I know, but I won't do that. Bad Batch season three. Yeah, Bad care. Batch season three. I probably won't. I don't, won't, I don't won't care. Do I got yeah. all these people tell me it's the greatest. It had a really good story. I'm like, then have at it, Haas. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not into it. You know, like yeah. it ain't for me. You into Chef Ward? Or, uh, Chef Ward? No. And then there you go. It ain't for you. You know, I'm into Chef Ward. So he's in, he's in the Chef Wars. He's in the. All right, everybody. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Have a good night. I'm gonna try to end the show. It might not end. It may not end. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey, it's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey.